You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. If the quarterback landscape looked like the United States of America, the 2019 version would be like Death Valley, like the desert. (laughs) You following me now? It took me a second to get there, but there was really nothing left. We started begging the question of whether or not Colin Kaepernick, like when is it time? That's that question came up multiple times throughout this season. I, we, we mentioned it before. I wish I had that, that show sheet in front of me, but at a point, I think there was like 10 or 11 quarterbacks early in the season who were not, not starting for injury or for being benched or for something. And now it's the exact opposite. Now we have a flush young class of quarterbacks coming into the league. We have young quarterbacks like Gardner Minshew who popped up. Thanks to Nick Foles, broken collarbone. I'm sorry, Nick Foles. I don't want your collarbone to be broken. But we've got, all of a sudden, we have some quarterback depth. Taysom Hill. Teddy Bridgewater had an opportunity. All of these free agent quarterbacks, let's just start in St. Louis. I'm sorry, New Orleans. St. Louis hasn't had a team for years. <laughs> New Orleans. Okay. Drew Brees, free agent, right? Yes. Teddy Bridgewater, free agent. Yes. And I think Taysom Hill is a free agent. He might be. If he if he's not, he deserves a contract. What do you do with those three guys, Corey? I mean, if as long as Breeze doesn't decide to retire, I think you bring him back, sign him to a one-year contract, give him some money. And I think you have to keep Bridgewater there too. You got to – he's good. He's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. You have to pay him to keep him around. Depth is important. If you have a team that's built for the Super Bowl on the front, but your back end is soft, as soon as one of those holes pops through, it's just gonna it's gonna overflow. So you've got to be built from the top to the bottom, front to back. If the Saints are smart, and I think they are, they're gonna keep all three of these guys. They're gonna pay Taysom Hill. You need to pay Taysom Hill like a tight end, like a superstar tight end. Keep him in there. And then hey, if Breeze retires. Uh, Bridgewater's your starter. How, he won three, four games, three, four no as a starter. It was five. It was five games. Yeah. So you can run that same offense with him and be just fine. Hell, you've got the best wide receiver in the league. I was on the fence about it until right now. And now it was like, as you were speaking, like I almost felt like I was seeing it before you said it. I a hundred percent. I don't believe that Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback. No, he's if you if you put him as your backup and you don't put him on the field, you're making a mistake. He is not he's not a quarterback. He's he can be, but he's a like a he's a Swiss that he's a Swiss Army. Yes, knife. that's I the mean, word I was looking for. And I don't want to say that. Like I want to say he's your grandpa's Swiss Army knife, the one that's been through some shit, like the real Swiss Army knife. And I think that him and Sean Payton are paired perfectly together. I agree. If we put. Taysom Hill in a position where he is required play in and play out to bear the weight of the game on his shoulders. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't like it might work, but 
if you do that, you're taking a whole different element out of your offense. But you don't need to. You can sit these three quarterbacks down and say, hey, listen, Drew Brees is going to be our quarterback in 2020. And moving forward, Teddy Bridgewater is going to take the most of the snaps. And Taysom Hill, we really need you. Yeah, Taysom Hill, you're going to do Taysom Hill things. I agree. Let's keep all three of them. And let's pay all three of them. I don't. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're absolutely right to call, call it a tight end contract. Yeah, a just big, a big time. Pay, pay him Gronkowski contract. money and call it a day because he does so much for your football team. Because you don't know when he's on the field, you don't know if he's going to be a running back. You don't know if he's going to be a quarterback. You don't know if he's going to be an offensive lineman, a tight end, a wide receiver. He literally, he can play any position on that team. And on top of that, he blocks kicks, tackles people on kickoffs, and returns kickoffs. Once in the middle of the night, Philip Rivers packed up his family in a big old 15-passenger bus or 20-double pa- stack. I, I, don't, I don't know. It had to be a big bus. It was probably a Volkswagen. It's a big family, bud. <laughs> Wasn't your fantasy <laughs> team's <laughs> name? Oh, no, he does have a lot of kids. Yeah, your fantasy team's name was? Philip Rivers is my dad. Philip Rivers packed up his family on a double stack bus and drove him to Florida before any announcements, before any publicity, before anything. That's the first we heard of this. Philip Rivers is a free agent, and recently the Chargers have decided to move on from Philip Rivers. Does he have a home in the NFL, Corey? He wants to play football. I think there's opportunities for him. There's not a lot because you have to understand what you're getting out of him. He's not, and this kind of goes back to that quarterback podcast I had weeks and weeks ago. He's not your future. It's somebody you want for maybe one year, maybe two. I was listening to ESPN radio today and they did bring up the Colts, which is cool. They don't talk about the Colts too often in the off season, but he makes a lot of sense for the Colts. If you don't, if a draft, if a QB in the draft doesn't fall to you that you really like, it's a guy that's got swagger. He's got the experience. And he's, he's going to be hungry for a Super Bowl, and you have the team to do that if he can perform. It's, I mean, it's a crapshoot. It's a gamble. But, I mean, at this point, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think the Colts make the most sense out of all these teams in the NFL for Phil Rivers. I don't completely disagree with it. I don't love it, though. I'm a Colts fan. I've, I see Phillip Rivers as deteriorating. Remember that Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning are of the same draft class. I mean, we're not talking about a spring chicken at all, and that's okay. I'm okay with a veteran. Yep. I'm okay with that. But Phillip Rivers is on the, the dying end of this deal. Sure. I mean, that's just what it is. But I think his ceiling is higher than Jacoby Brissett's. You got to think, too, Phillip Rivers hasn't had an offensive line in years. He's been getting the crap beat out of him. That's true. So you put him behind that offensive line, you give him some time to throw with a good running game. I think if he performs to his highest ability, the, the Colts could be a Super Bowl team with Phil Rivers. Now there's a chance he comes in and absolutely takes a crap. But I think, I think the gamble's worth, the upside of the gamble's worth replace or, you know, starting him over Jacoby Brissett. I like the idea as a bridge and only as a bridge. A short term. I mean, we're talking about you rank when you rank quarterback contracts. One is all the money all the time. Two is all the money, little time. Three is a little money, a lot of time, right? Yep. I think he's a number two. You give him a, well. See, here's no, the no, problem. no. He's a number five. That's a journeyman. You pay him for one year. 
a uh, Fitz Magic. Exactly. Okay. I'm cool with that. If the Colts wouldn't sign him for two years, there's no way. Okay. I'm fine with that. Ryan Tannehill got some attention. Yeah. Tennessee Titans were another team much like the San Francisco 49ers. A team that went from second-class citizen in the AFC South. Well, not really. I guess for the last couple of years, they've been on the Borderline. rise. Borderline. They've been on, you know, people have been giving them respect and attention, but but they've not been a contender until all of a sudden they're a contender. I mean, I got to the point where I was rethinking everything and saying, well, holy shit, maybe, maybe Tennessee Titans are going to win this thing. Right? I mean, I really yeah, started. You did. You're I started feeling that way. You're all in. Ryan Tannehill showed that he is what he was drafted to be. Early pick. He had a couple great years. I mean, he really had a... Didn't he have a year or two that was fantastic? Yeah, he took him to the playoffs once or twice down in Miami. Born again in Tennessee. Free agent. I think Ryan Tannehill's getting a franchise tag. That makes sense. Or if, you know, the GM can talk him into it, just like a two-year little money deal where you can see what he's worth. You don't have to pay him a ton of money. You can sp- still spend that money elsewhere to keep this team running because they are very talented on the defense. Uh, the offensive lines look good. Taylor Lewan is a stud. I, If I were the Colts and he was a free agent, I would pay him all the money in the world to have him next to Quentin Nelson on the offensive line. But they are a good team. And I think Tannehill does what you need him to do. He, you know what your team is. You don't need him to win the game for you or anything. So as long as you can keep that offensive flowing, um, you should be all right. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think I think the Titans are the best fit for him. I don't see them letting him go. I could see them drafting somebody as well, but I don't see him being anywhere else. I think the Titans are the best fit. If uh, A couple of things came to mind. If Ryan Tannehill somehow ends up with John Gruden in Las Vegas, I, I think that this is just the beginning. That's a, that's a fit for me. Ryan Tannehill is in a position where he can he can have no choice but to deal with the hard-nosed coach. Think about Tom Brady and John Gruden. They're talking of people are talking about like they think that's a good idea. Like that's going to work for Tom Brady. 5 Super Bowl rings? 6. 6. And John Gruden out of the league for how many years? I mean, that's not going to work. That's a lot of egos and a lot of people trying to run the show. And Tom Brady's already been yelled at by Bill Belichick for 20 freaking years. I don't think that's a fit. A guy like Ryan Tannehill, he can get yelled at a little bit. He's been, he's not at the top. He's at the bottom on his way up still. I think that's a good fit. And I think that he's mobile enough. He's young enough. He's, I've said this before. He's a better version of Marcus Mariota. More accurate, more calm, more mobile, less injured. Marcus Mariota. I mean, yeah, I could see that. Mar- Mariota was kind of viewed as kind of a mobile quarterback, quote unquote. That's unquote. what he was. That's what, that was his thing. Yeah, but he just turned into, he wasn't mobile anymore because if he got hit, he was going to break his neck and he he never really could throw the football, which I don't I don't like that comparison, but I see where you're coming from. I, he, he's I, more of a pocket passer, more of what we're used to in the last 20 years of football. Are you talking about Ryan Tannehill as a pocket passer? Yes. Yeah. I think he's more mobile than that. I think that he, I think that he's a chameleon enough that Vegas makes sense to me with John Gruden, the old school mentality and the new school world. That makes sense. 
If he's not in Vegas, I hope to God he's back in Tennessee. I guess my argument against the Raiders would be, is is he that much better than Derek Carr? Yes. You think so? That much better. Okay. And I don't like, I don't dislike Derek Carr, but Derek Carr needs to get out of that situation. I think, I think Derek Carr has more talent than he gets credit for. I know, man, it might've been two, three years ago. He was an MVP candidate when the Raiders were really good. I just think he he doesn't have a lot of weapons right now, so it's it's a little tougher. But I do I think Derek Carr is better than what he gets credit for. Either way, Ryan Tannehill's a free agent. I think he's back in Tennessee. I just played the the Las Vegas card as a devil's advocate. I do think he's back in Tennessee. I would hope he signs a contract. I don't know what the new franchise tags are gonna look like after the collective bargaining agreement is finished. Right now there are two, but there may only be one left. And Derrick Henry is running his mouth like he is begging for a franchise tag. I mean, he's talking about, like, record-breaking money, which is fine, except he's not coming off his rookie deal. He's, what, six years in, five years in? If if I'm the Titans, I'd pay him. And here's why is because they haven't ran him a whole lot since he came into the league. He's been in their back pocket for, if he's been in the league four years, four years. They've been running all these other running backs, and now he's finally hitting you know, full throttle. I would pay him. I think you're going to get the most out of him right now. We had mentioned Brady going to Las Vegas, but I don't think that's the situation. It seems like it sounds like news broke today. Breaking news! I hate it. It hurts my ears. I hate it so much. We got to find a better breaking news sound. It's not even real breaking news, okay? I saw the day. It was on Cowherd. On Cowherd. <laughs> that, Bill, Bill Belichick said he wants to keep Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's the missing key. I had, in a previous episode, we had talked about Paper, Scissors, Rock, where Brady wants money. Bill wants to win. Kraft wants Brady. And it's just this dog chasing its tail, trying to figure out how it's going to catch it. Part of me just wants the Patriots to move on, so it's just over. Oh, I want the Patriots to move God, on. God, it's like so redundant. I think they're going to pay Tom Brady $30 million a year for two years. Oh, God, it makes me sick. That's what's going to happen. He's not going to be, he's not going to break the bank. He's not going to be the, he's not going to be the most paid quarterback ever. And because if, if Belichick wants Brady, I know Kraft wants Brady. Kraft's writing the check. Bill's got to sign it. He's not going to get $35 million a year. That's not going to happen. Patrick Mahomes is going to get $35 million or $40 million a year. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the highest paid quarterback ever. Right now, I think the highest is 32. And that was, who was that? Russell Wilson? No. Uh, yeah, Russell. Is he I, the highest paid yeah. quarterback? Yep. Are you sure? I'm 99% sure. Okay. I'm putting this on you then. That's fine. I really wish he would just go to a different team. I'm tired of seeing him in that freaking uniform. <laughs> and like, it just makes me nauseous. He's not going to a different like, team. Like, why man. would you want... Like, if you're the Patriots, why wouldn't you just want to change it up a little bit? Like, you've been, <laughs> you've been doing this for 20 years now. If I'm the Patriots, I want to take this opportunity this year or next year to take one of these young primo prospects and to set them down. We We keep getting into this... We keep doing this, Corey, where we draft a quarterback, a Kyler Murray, and we thrust him into the game, and then the result is two wins. That's what we keep doing this. Remember Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Tom Brady sat down too. I mean, 
There are very few quarterbacks that can step into the game. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, I'm a Colts fan, sorry, but both of them could do it. There are very few, very few quarterbacks that can step into the game and grow from college to the pro level and be ready for the speed and the, the route running and the discipline and the clock and the crowd noise and all those different things. I mean, I don't think I'll ever understand what a NFL quarterback has to do between his ears. But I know that there is a degree of difficulty between NFL and college. It's easy to understand. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, guess, I, I think the Patriots will sign Brady and develop a new quarterback under Belichick. I don't think Belichick's done. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I guess it's boring to talk about Brady on the Patriots. It'd be it's just more interesting to talk about him somewhere else. Like Hey, we've just seen it for so long. Like freaking, come on, guys, move on a little bit. Let's let's mix it up. Let's have a little, little, uh, little bumps in the road. I mean, which they have this year, but let's change it up. I I think the second best fit would be the Raiders for Brady if he were to leave. Gets get some hype going into Vegas. I don't think it would be a bad fit. I think Brady's mature enough to um, go in there with the right mindset and be coachable to John Gruden and do what he asks. I don't think he would. He's never been the quarterback to run the offense. I think he would follow, you know, follow his lead and do as he says and run the offense that Gruden puts out there. Have we talked about Dak Prescott? No, I I almost threw him in. when We were talking about the franchise tag. Neither of us think, yeah, we we both think that he's just going to get franchise tagged and. Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult. Either way is a very difficult situation. I think that Jerry Jones made it very clear with Jason Garrett that if you don't make the playoffs, you're not getting a new contract. I think he kind of did the same thing this year with Russ, with uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, I don't remember the quote. I don't remember the, the exact words that he used, but the thought process was, hey, you got to earn your money. And I don't know that Dak Prescott earned his money. Here's my problem. If you franchise tag Dak Prescott... It's $33 million, about $33 million for 2020. That sets a floor. And that floor is the highest paid quarterback in the league. No, because they calculate that off how long the contract is. But I mean, I've talked about it in a solo podcast. I have Dak Prescott as a tier three quarterback. I I don't think they should pay him a lot of money. I don't think they should pay him. or I, I do think they could pay him for a long time just not a lot of money. So in this situation, I, I agree with the franchise tag. I didn't really throw that into my rankings, but it makes sense. I think this is a good time to do it with the new coach. See how they click. If he goes out there and he takes them to an NFC championship this year, pay him. That's fine. But if he goes out there and they have the same type of season, I think you're okay letting him go. I think the problem is there's not a lot of options out there that are better than Dak Prescott. Like, for example, if the Colts got Prescott, I would love it. But the the other options aren't that great. So I think it would make the franchise tag does make a lot of sense here. And I, th- I think it's their best option. Prescott's bringing big, big time talk right now. Everybody's, everybody's talking about Prescott. Jameis Winston hasn't been talked about enough, though, I don't think. I like Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston's a free agent that I think needs signed big time money. And when Jameis Winston says stupid shit, like if it wasn't for my interceptions, then I'd have, I'd be the best quarterback in the league. I believe him. 
<laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's just how I feel about it. Here's the reality. As a Colts fan, I have a good understanding of what Bruce Arians wants to do. Bruce Arians wants to push the ball. Oh, yeah. A guy like Tom Brady would leave Tampa Bay in ruin. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't work. I, I want Jameis Winston because he's young, because he's learned his lesson. He stopped standing on tables in cafeteria screaming. You know what he screamed? Crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, something like that. <laughs> what did he scream? I don't know. Grab her by the... Uh, <laughs> did he really say yes. that? I think that's what he said. But like way before the whole thing happened, we're going to look it up, but it was something like that. Oh. I don't know. Jameis Winston's come a long way from those behavioral issues. I guess. And I'm, no, he's been a good. He's been a good boy. He's not been a bad boy. That's what I'm trying to say. And he does what's expected. And when you look back at the interceptions that Jameis Winston suffered, I don't have the statistic in front of me, but a majority of them were tipped off of the hands of wide receivers. I don't know if we brought this up last week. What do you think about, this is totally off topic. If a receiver drops the ball or like it hits their hand and is tipped to the defensive player, what do you think about the interception being credited to the wide receiver rather than the quarterback? I love it. I think that makes a lot of sense because here's the problem. Here's the problem. Will that encourage a wide receiver? Will that encourage a wide receiver to hold a little bit closer? <laughs> I, I guess it is could. It a, is it a dog chasing its tail where the problem gets worse and worse and faster and faster and round and round? And the next thing you know, people are afraid to catch the ball and then there's more interceptions on the quarterback than there were before. I like the idea. Yeah, I think you got something there. I think from a games like you, quarterbacks and players talk about all the time, they're not worried about their stats. They shouldn't be. They should be trying to catch the ball. And I think if a coach saw a player pull up because they didn't want to tip the ball to a defensive player for stats, that player probably wouldn't be on the football team. I think it would be reasonable. I would compromise with you to say, why don't we give the interception to both? Well, I, my problem with that is I, I think... T- I tipped interception stat. That that could work too. Yeah. A different stat line. But I think there's quarterbacks whose stats look worse than they are because the receivers don't catch the ball. Jameis Winston is one of those. I believe that. That's yeah. a lot of interceptions. And I'm not taking anything away. I'm not I don't want to take all those interceptions away. Jameis Winston probably still could have easily led the league in res- interceptions. Sure. But I'm just saying a few of those were not on him. That's all. That's it. I would pay Jameis Winston. And I was Bruce Arians, I'd pay him a shitload of money because he's willing to do it. He's willing to put himself out there. He's willing to take the criticism. He's willing to be wrong. And when he gives the ball to the defense, he's willing to get back out there and fight like hell to keep the game alive. I mean, a lot of guys, we talk about Patrick Mahomes being unshakable. Jameis Winston's not that far off. Sure. He's got, he's got some balls on him. He's got problems, but he's got a big sack on him. (laughs) I guess kind of this, who do you think the best fit would be for him? The Bucks, Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians. So I think if he were, if the Bucks decided they didn't want him, I wrote two teams down. Okay. I wrote, I wrote the Colts down. Okay. And all this would come down to is whether Ballard likes him or not. I think Ballard won't like him at all. I, I kind of agree, but I think Frank Reich might. I disagree. Really? Yes. 
I I guess it depends what they think of him as a decision maker. I haven't watched enough of the Buccaneers, but he's got. It seems like he's got the arm talent. He's got talent for sure. Do you think on the high end he's an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett? I think it's difficult to say whether or not I think he would be an upgrade over Brissett. The passing game would be significantly improved, but his threat as a rusher is significantly less. I don't. I don't think he's any. I think he's a better rusher than Brissett. I would be willing to have Jameis Winston as a Colts fan. I'll say that. I would be excited if they signed him. I don't see it happening. I don't either. It's not, it's not a, I don't think that's a realistic outcome. My other team I wrote down was the Chargers. That makes sense. That'd give him a little excitement going into LA. Cause Ian I don't, Allen, Hunter I, Henry, check down target with Melvin Gordon and Austin. Eckler. Yes. Yes. He's got weapons there. Um, I think I don't see Brady going there as an, he, he just wouldn't sign with the chargers. So I think that's their next best option. If they want to bring some excitement at the quarterback position. So if the Buccaneers decide to let him hit the market, I could see the chargers going after him a little bit. Um, but I do think the bucks are the best fit, but those are two teams that I think would make sense. Not that they would happen, but I do. I would like them there, I guess. There you have it. Stick around. Combine's coming up. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.